0: Welcome to the Talker Brothers Podcast. Podcast. We're two brothers from another mother coming together to talk about what's going on in urban pop culture, sports, music, health, and real issues that face our community. All straight with no chaser and a splash of comedy. Are y'all ready to get this started? Here's your host, Go D and Smash. What's happening, everybody? It's your boy GoD.
1: And this your boy Smash coming at you. And welcome to the Talker Brothers Podcast.
0: How's it going, Smash?
1: Man, it's good, bro. It's uh, snowy out here in uh, old North Dakota. What about up your way?
0: Pretty chill, man. I think we got the winter behind us. It's like that nice spring weather.
1: Oh, that's what's up then. So what's going on, man?
0: Nothing much, man. You know, this, this is our introduction episode of the podcast, man. So we basically want to get into letting everybody know what they're going to get when they join us. For... So give me a short introduction of, of what you think, uh, why you want to do this podcast.
1: Oh, man. Uh, one reason why I want to do this podcast, man, is just basically keep it real, as, as, as the culture say now keep it 100 but you know just talk about what's going on in in our environment our community as far as just want to you know what I'm saying get some words of wisdoms and stuff to our community stuff that I learned as being a black man growing up doing things the wrong way and then ended up being doing it the right way and so I just want to you know spread that to everybody else and just give them some wisdoms on how we can progress as a culture how do you feel yourself? What do you think we should um, be reaching toward in this podcast?
0: This is something that you and I have talked about for a while. And as a, again, as a black man, just want to be able to reach out and teach someone else how to avoid the pitfalls and different steps that we made to, to get to this point in our lives. If it took me eight steps, I want to be able to teach the next person to take forward. This is huge. This is our place in our little niche of the, the cyberspace community where we can um, just give a voice a little small voice to the voiceless you know I want to to help awareness we want to also be able to um, interact with the community whatever they think and whatever's hot because a lot of times you know it's meaningful to us it's not meaningful to everybody else so but I don't want to exclude everybody but I want to include everybody to to make it feel like they can come in and, and enjoy the experience and Uh, Talk about the things that we want to talk about And and grow from that, you know Educate one another
1: That's right Oh man, yeah, that's what we set out to do When we sat down and talked to each other about this, man We were both on the same page And let's grow together and not apart Like we tend to do as as a culture And sometimes even as a black family You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree A
0: little backstory for everybody to understand that You know, you and I have been friends for Shoot, I want to say for over 20 plus years now and yes, we've been through good times and bad times. Low-key, brother, I'm more the hothead. That's just the way it is. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but we kind of <laughs> yin to each other yang, you know. We kind of balance each other out and, and keep each other on a calm, on an even playing field, or even space, I should say, to where we can, uh, can see each other grow. And at this point in time in our lives, uh, starting with a little bit of nothing and meeting our wives and having kids and something that we all experienced together. And uh, just just want to share that little piece of piece of our history to our listeners.
1: Oh, yeah, man. I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? Like you said, we know each other for a long time. And if we, if we remain the same how we were when we met, then would that mean we hadn't grown at all or learned from anything wrong or good that we've done? But through this time, we can see each other's growth. As you said, with our wives and kids, we can just see the growth within our families as well as ourselves. So that's what, you know, I feel that we're trying to bring to uh, our listeners as they tune in. Just let you know, like, you may be in a place right now, but that don't mean you're going to remain in that place unless you want to remain in that place. Exactly. We definitely want to
0: put you on a a path. and, And don't get me wrong, I definitely want it to be a place to where... You can forget about the madness for a little bit and come join us and our and our
1: shenanigans and our fun. Um, let's jump right into this thing. Man, uh let's see, let's see. I was I'm gonna tell you, let me see what you think. Last night I was just sitting down and I was uh flicked through Netflix and um I hopped up on the movie on uh Roxanne. What was your thoughts on this movie if you saw the movie yet? Or have you saw the movie yet?
0: Yeah, I watched it on Friday. Uh, I was at work kind of slow pace, and I popped it on and started watching it. <laughs> oh, you, know? oh you, you got the luxury. What, you work at a theater? <laughs> <laughs> no comment. But, but, but I, I sat down and watched. My expectations of Roxanne Shantae wasn't what I was expecting. I was expecting more of a, uh, a feel-good, uh, come from the ashes to 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 arise, and you did get that, but it was a hidden, it was a, not a hidden message, but the message that she wanted to portray um, was something totally different than what I, my expectations were. For me, uh, it showed uh, a black, a, a young black girl who had a talent and was 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 really itching to cultivate that talent. And was just solely about the t- about the culture of of, of being a, a rapper a battle rapper um, had no intentions on trying to be nothing else but a battle rapper but through it the trials and tribulations of her of, of her uh, of her existence through that process she realized that hey I can make a living off of this you know and, and that inspired her and then the story kind of changed it, it had it, that became the backstory. And what took the forefront for me was that she wants to empower young ladies that are in abusive relationships to to stand up for themselves. You don't have to sit in that in that situation. And right. you know, also, it learned that they they have a chance to know your business. You know, because people don't have your best interests at heart. Take care exactly. of your business. And it was a powerful a powerful. Uh, documentary of her life i wish i but it brought me back to the 80s you know what i'm saying adidas and shell toes and the music and and just hearing how the music has evolved from the way it was then to now so it was a really good experience man I, it was a oh, enjoyable uh enjoyable documentary i i I'd suggest everybody take a look at it. it was good
1: oh yeah i mean when 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 i looked at it I saw it from what you're kind of seeing, but I also saw it from a different perspective and I saw it like, especially during that time when um, people were growing up, whether you're male or female, a lot of us fell into that realm of where you had to take on an adult role as a kid because I looked at how you know, her mom fell into the uh, drinking spiral and was all upset because of what happened between her and her uh, boyfriend at the time. And I look at it how like this kid just wanted to be a kid, but was uh, pushed into the pressures of being the adult in the house. So that that's how I looked at it, and I was like, man, like you know, I like, that that happened so much because I I mean I'm a younger child. My sister used to do that herself. She had to watch me and take me where she went, and I'm exactly. pretty sure during that time, a lot of us can go back and say, oh yeah, I had to do the same thing, whether you were young, old, or middle child. And so I looked at it from, from that aspect. And then, like you said, it it kind of flipped the script where it changed to you know, like empowering women not to be in a, a bad relationship environment. And definitely, like you said, if you're gonna be in that business or whatever business you're in, know the business that you're in so that you can make sure you get paid properly.
0: Oh, I, I was just basically about to touch on the same things you, you touched on, and that was something that I didn't think about until you said it. But, yeah, I mean, growing up as, as a kid, you know, my older sister, uh, shout-out to my sister, Terry, um, it gave me a chance. It, it, it definitely brought light back to what my experience was being a latchkey key kid. You know what I'm saying? My sister being the older sibling and taking care of us while mom was, my mom was working two jobs my pops. Um, was working a job just to provide for the family, so we basically were um, raising each other to a certain a certain extent, um, and that again, that's what I I think it it, it drew light on and, and helped help a lot of people to understand that hey, um, how you were raised and how you came up, man, it, it, that what kind of puts us into a position to where we hit those pitfalls as, as young adults and learning the hard way versus. Um, somebody mentoring you and leading you into a position to uh to do better
1: yeah and i think one of the things that surprised me about this movie is like when she was having those uh hit songs or battle raps or whatever they want to call them i thought she had albums out there i didn't know i I thought she had an album but i didn't know that she was just doing those songs and stuff like that so it kind of uh you know like helped me learn a little bit more about her because of course You know, she wasn't the most popular female at that time. She was popular, but I I would say she was probably later on overshined by MC Light. you know. But um, she definitely was popping for that time, but I just thought she had more of a music collection in her series. Salt and Pepper took it to a whole nother level uh, as far
0: as women in music and hip-hop, I should say.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I I agree with you there. Salt and Pepper basically was the bar and maybe you some could argue could be the bar today but salt and pepper was the bar because all the ladies in that um group including spinderella when they bar were all cute so yeah they and they could rap and so they were they are the bar i think and they outshined her but i was just saying far as a solo okay Female rapper. Yeah, that's why I was bringing in uh, MC Light with that. So that's that's the only reason. And, but like MC Light, yeah, at that time she was a little hard. But if you look at her now, she's like she, she's a fine little lady you out there.
0: You know, and I think about it. I mean, I've always thought about you know like Roxanne Shante. I think the, what the biggest thing that dawned on me with the whole thing was 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 refreshing to get the the backstory on how. It even came about for her to respond to the UTFO song, you know? And it was kind of funny that it just it was just happenstance. She going to the she's going to the wash washing room to wash clothes and and Marley Ma Marl said, Hey, you wanna wanna put a verse on? You <laughs> yeah. know, so it's like okay, and it just turned into this big thing that she never even knew about. And for the phone to ring and she's like, You on the radio, really? You know what I'm saying? She was so consumed with life itself. That it, it, Being an artist Was like secondary You know what I'm saying It was It was Even the, the art of her battle rapping She had to put a monetary value on it To help support her family You know what I'm saying To help in, in, in place of what her parents couldn't do I mean, It was just a real heartfelt moment For me to see something like that And I try to tell my kids all the time That you know Hey You know Your upbringing you, you're making this harder than need to be Because my kids right now I was a latchkey kid like I said before And I my kids aren't, aren't raised like that You know what I'm saying Somebody's always home when they get there There's always a, a, a meal prepared right. They're not taking care of each other Me and my wife are taking care of uh, The kids You know, So um, it's a good thing That it, it's out there and, right. But it, again it just wasn't for me, I want a part two because I want to hear more of the music side. I want to hear more of the music side, but the direction that they took it, it was definitely a needed aspect as well.
1: Oh, yeah, I agree with you for a part two. That It could have definitely been a, what, it, what they call it, a docuseries or whatever, but... Um... It, it definitely could be that. What kind of surprised me and awakened me too with this whole, with that whole movie was, um, and I know we like in the Me Too era right now, but just showed me like back, even back then, how how men acted toward women. Like we just always feel like we're above them and stuff. And it's just, it just surprised me. And when you have daughters and sisters and stuff, you you know we the first ones to ride when you do something to um, my sister or my kid, my daughter. We the first one to ride and be ready to kill this dude for what he did you know what i mean but it's just, it's just a, it just kind of let me show like man like it's been going on for a long time so now it kind of helped me even though that was back then and it, it was portrayed back then kind of helps me understand the me too moment a little better you know what i mean not getting into the me too moment but just understanding.
0: Yeah, that, that's a topic for another episode so definitely write that down exactly <laughs>
1: That, that's why I didn't <laughs> jump into it, but hey, I do have uh, one last question for you on that movie because I was I was surprised by this. But what did you think about Nas' quick appearance in that movie? Uh,
0: that was I knew Nas was from Queen, Queensbridge, but I didn't know that they intersected like they did. Like she was an inspiration for Nas. To become who Nas is, you know what I'm saying. So it was it was a nice little tie-in, and again, that's another piece that it has to be a part two where they can go ahead transition from Roxanne's struggles into going into a Nas situation. Um, but it was it was surprising to know that that they were intersecting like that. And I, I don't mean to switch topics on you, but um, we I can go on about this all day, man. That that was that was a real oh good, yeah for sure. It was a, definitely a good treat and. Uh, and I had to go back and watch it again see. just to to see to see it uh, unfold all over again. Man, let's jump into this this uh March Madness. And it's been this year, 2018 has really been madness.
1: Uh <laughs> Man, do do we really have to jump into that? Because this is a sad topic. Man, for me. It, it's sad all the way around. <laughs>
0: I'm more than sure if we poll a hundred people, probably I would say ninety nine percent of the people would only have maybe one team in the final four maybe I doubt there's many out there that has more than one uh, two at the max but this has been really crazy yeah I got two
1: Do you? I got, Do you have two I got Duke and uh, Villanova
0: so you got both of them in the final four okay so
1: let's give it yeah your I take got them in the four. final four but man I, it's <laughs> it's been brutal um, <laughs> that's all I can say like I mean out the gate like things were just happening and just to see uh, as these teams that that you wouldn't think of. They're not the powerhouse teams or the, you know, the top twenty-five teams. If you want to say, they—they're just the teams that you know got players that just playing ball, and I guess they want it more. I don't know you. You, you you have to give me your take on it, and then I can probably elaborate a little more, because you know me. I'm not really watching basketball throughout the season like you. Yeah. I come in on March Madness, and normally I can make my picks and be and, in the top and, and three. And that's but amazing this year, for
0: somebody, it's showing. For somebody <laughs> like me who, who you know, I I love basketball. So I'm watching it. I'm watching pros. I'm watching college. I'm watching high school. I just love the game of basketball. Um. But at the end of the day, for some like for me to watch it as much as I watch it and, and not be able to pick uh, at least a half right bracket, not hundred percent, but at least a half right bracket to where I can at least get two to three teams in the final four. Um, it's just for me, I, my whole my whole experience with the, with this year basketball season. Was I always had in my mind that hey, when I get to when I get to March, I'm gonna fill my bracket out. I'm not gonna have any biases to any big name schools versus little name schools. It's just gonna be based off of the the trend that I've seen throughout college basketball throughout the whole year. Was just it was anybody's game. You know what I'm saying? It was anybody could win. But of course, I got to the bracket, started filling my bracket out, and of course. I, I went more towards the powers versus um, looking at the really upsets that can happen. Um, so for me, I knew it was going to happen, but, but but fill out my bracket in, in March, I just didn't want to admit that it was going to happen by putting it on a pen and paper. Yeah, it's costing me some money, but again, uh, it was fun. It's exciting, man. It's, it's good to see the, the whole The whole country Because you know everybody They loves the, the Love the underdog So it's good to see Like a team like Loyola Chicago Jump out there And be the number one Virginia um, Upset with them By the way
1: But that's another story Because <laughs> I had them Going to the final nah, four I, 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 I know exactly What you mean man It's just Um I mean, you know how how we are in America. A lot of times, we root for the underdog, so it's good to see that these lower-ranked teams are coming up, doing their thing. Because, like I said, America loves a great underdog story. But at the same time, when you got your money on the yeah, line, I have <laughs> money on the line. You, you want to see these powerhouse teams win, but overall, it's good for the sport. It's good for uh, the kids, you know, and. It'll it'll eventually be good for the pros, for the ones that make it to the uh, NBA. Which, looking at this man, I don't know. Like in these games, I haven't seen like an elite star. It used to be years past, you know, and I'm and I'm going back. You when Tim Duncan. Played at Wake Forest and he was in the Final Four. You could tell he was going to be a star. You know, Kevin Durant, you could tell he was going to be. But I don't really see that one player for a lot of these teams just standing out to me. I could be wrong. Cause. One way you are, one way you aren't. Because
0: you're talking about a, a generational type players: as Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, uh, Kevin Durant, Tim Duncan. Those players don't happen, but uh, you, you look at um, – players like uh, what's your boy from, from the Jazz Mitchell um, he came out of nowhere to be a star in the pros um, somebody like uh, a Vince Carter you just see him explode off the off the screen in college and but he didn't really explode off the screen like he did in the pros because he was in, in a, a certain type of system and he played system basketball system, yeah. and a lot of times in college they play a lot of system basketball versus um, free flowing, isolation—you know, different things like that—to to be able to to get the stars to be stars, you know. So they kind of play more team basketball than they do on pro. So I don't necessarily look for stars, but I just look for—Yeah,
1: I'm, yeah. for <laughs> I'm looking
0: for stars. I'm looking for that player that's just gonna get out there, that's gonna hustle and show the will to win. Lawless Chicago. That team is, is just is phenomenal Watch watch play, man. They, they play with so, so much enthusiasm and so much excitement. Um, and they're playing team basketball. And I think when I saw the bracket, um, when they got to the, to the Elite Eight and they played Kansas State and I watched Kentucky play against Kansas State, I was like, I don't think uh, Kansas State's going to beat long. You know what I'm saying? And today we're coding on Sunday. They sitting in the final four right now, and they had a decisive win a 78 to 62 win against Kansas State. Uh, that says a lot of for what what this year was about. It's the year of the underdog. To be honest with you, yeah, like, I'm rooting for them to go and win the win the whole thing. That'll upset everybody, I think. Yeah, I'm,
1: yeah. I don't, I don't have no dog in the fight. Maybe a bad word choice, choice, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm rooting for a little too because. Um, I I don't like Duke Villanova I won't care if they win or not So like I said America loves a great underdog What I always look at is I always used to think the powerhouse teams The the top 25 teams you want to say always said if they had a sorry football season At at that school Then they're going to have a good basketball season But this year it was just It was just basketball It was what the tournament is supposed to be It's supposed to not be about really where you rank It's about the best team winning and playing and showing that they are the best team so that's what i love about march madness because you know it shows that no matter it don't matter about your rankings it matters what you do yeah, on the court I, so I, that's why i love i just about wish it. college football to get
0: it right but again that's another topic for another episode
1: well what you what you listening to now in your in your uh car or whatever whenever you listen Man, to music I, I have
0: lately i've been on uh actually to be honest with you, I've actually been on a just a press play whatever plays play I hadn't had really had anything that I just I'm just listening to um, exclusively um, but if I had to have a go-to right now I'm, I'm probably all TDE man I'm just all TDE, everything TDE right now I just think that that little that little uh, sector of music is they're, they're doing it right for me. You know, with SZA, with okay. uh, Schoolboy Q, with Kendrick Lamar, you know, with Abso. And I just think there is, it's, it's, I'm West Coast swinging right now, man. I'm
1: just, <laughs> I'm all in <laughs> on them right now. What about yourself? Man, I ain't going to lie, man. I don't I, I take it back. If you, if I get in my truck right now, I'm playing that Hover the blueprint. I just, you know okay. what I'm saying? I went back old school well i'm gonna tell you one song that it's not even a song per se but it's a verse uh that i really like that i'm feeling right now if we going to talk about new and what's relevant if you want to say it would be that uh dj Khaled, that top off i like i love beyonce's verse she said she in the room with three other dudes but she the realest one in there like it's just i don't know something about that that verse was just hard i don't know if jay-z wrote it i don't want to B. Well, I mean,
0: it, it speaks <laughs> a lot for what's going on, man. It's like it's to me. It just says that it's a lot of lot of guys that act like women, and, and sometimes women are the the tougher, tougher, tougher being right now. You know what I'm saying? Oh so yeah, yeah. I I get it, I get it. But nah, I'm not. I listen to Khaled. I listen to the the, the this what he puts out. But I'm not necessarily a a, a fan of it. Per se, I mean, just that I just I guess like when he drops an album, it's not nothing that I just have to just gravitate to. I just have to listen to it as soon as it drops. You
1: know. Oh no, I don't I don't go out and just buy Khaled's album because it's, it should be DJ Khaled featuring instead of right. Everybody else, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's not but I'm not knocking his hustle. Like his hustle's good, right. so strong, I don't want yeah. any of the listeners to take this as me hating on Khaled. I'm just saying, like I'm just yeah. let's just be real. That's what we said. We came here, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh no cut, you know, no chaser, you know what I'm saying? So we just being real right now. But uh um, yeah. yeah, the music I mean like the new music I don't really relate to. I mean, to me they they make hot beats now they got hot beats and i swear in every song that's relevant today you hear eh, eh, like you know the brakes screeching or whatever <laughs> i mean <laughs> you know what i'm saying if you talk like that you might make a hot song you might be like hey, i'm gonna to go to work eh, and i'm gonna pull up real quick eh, you know you might make a hot song yeah. who knows
0: <laughs> yeah but it's it's and that's that's true these guys sometimes you be wanting to say man you just need to come out with the instrumental version and then keep the, the 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 lyrics on for for another, you know what I'm saying, for somebody else, you know what I'm yeah. saying. cuz it, It's the music nowadays is is really banging. Don't get me wrong. Production right. value as far as what these guys are out here producing for these guys to rhyme over is phenomenal. I mean, it's it's a head above shoulders for me. Um, and I'm a '90s dude, so I, you know, whenever I fall back, just like you, like you listen to the blueprint, my fallback is '90s music. And the production value is so much better than what we got in the '90s. The '90s was kind of opposite. We didn't really care about the music per se. We just wanted to hear what Tupac had to say. We wanted to hear what Biggie had to say. We wanted right. to hear what Nas had to say. So it was. It's kind of uh, the pendulum has kind of swung to want us to um, to groove more than it was um, to actual lyrical content. But you know, it's kind of it's kind of scary to actually sit down and I listen to my kids listen to um, certain things. Um, I kind of kind of gotta uh, pull back on what they listen to, but I, I do let them listen to the radio versions, that kind of stuff, um, because they enjoy that kind of music. Um, and I kind of try to keep myself from being like my mom and my dad was like, cut that mess off. It's, right. Right. What are they saying? <laughs> I don't want to be that person. So yeah, you try to sit down and, and, and listen to it and get their perspective of what they like about it. And it's just, for me, it's just total, incomplete sentences. Um, but it grooves. I mean, it, 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 it flows, you
1: know? But you know, like, like you said, it does flow and what I kind of related to, cause I, I was a... I was a hater of it at first, but then it kind of grew on me, and what I kind of related to is like back, like I, like how you saying, go back to the 90s, it's kind of relevant to, you know, where we bust out a freestyle, somebody beating a beat on the table or whatever, and you know, when you try, you get to that point and you're trying to fill in, you be like, uh, and you say something just to like fill in, I think that's what... That's what this today's rap is. It's just a fill in when you freestyle, and like that's how right. I feel. A <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, uh, all going, <laughs> uh, three minute ad <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so that's that's why I'd be like, okay, I, I can feel it because like you give me that beat and take them off instrumental, I can come up with a decent rap album as far as like you know just some words, some lyrical content where you'll be able to listen to, but. I mean the beats are just fire, so that's what you can't deny. Like the beats are just hitting. So
0: yeah, I mean it's it, it's it's guys that I'm looking at in this generation, like uh, Nick Grant, um, those type of artists that's really pulling it back to the lyrics. Um, for me, that's one of the guys I definitely like. I'm um, more, but I mean there there are lyricists still in the, in the culture right now, um, but it's just the the mumble rap is just. What has the the masses captivated, and and it's not just about them riding the track as far as what they're doing, um, but it's just the production. I mean, the music is just is just phenomenal. I mean, the production is just awesome. I can't <laughs> say no more about it. But <laughs> we're coming into to the end of this the introduction episode, man. It was great to um, sit down and finally. Um, get this started, get this start out into the masses, and uh, I can't wait for us to do it again. Um, what you got?
1: Oh yeah, man. I want to just say uh, it's, it's been a pleasure to sit here, like you said, get this thing up and off the ground. We've been talking about it for a while. I want to thank those that have tuned in and listen to us, and please, please invite all your friends to listen to us and if y'all you know what I'm saying we'll, we'll get all our uh, social media stuff out there to you and just let us know what topics you'd like to hear from us
0: definitely we definitely trying to do something different guys follow us on Instagram on Twitter on Facebook and we definitely have a community where we want you to come and join the community and we want you guys to, to drive the show you know what I'm saying whatever's hot on your topic on your topics right now Get jump in the community. Tell us what you want to talk about, and we're definitely gonna talk about it. We're definitely gonna have down the road. We want to have not just experts in the industry, whatever we what's on our mind. We also want to hear from you, from the fans. Um, definitely drop us an email, drop us a comment. Uh, we'll we'll talk about it on the air. All right. So much love to everybody. Much my love boys, to you, my brother. Man, no doubt. Talking brothers for life. Peace. Out.
1: And a dip in your hip and come on to the mothership. Loose boots, doing the fun. Hustle on over here.